How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Board and Browsing Podcast. My name is Danny. As always, I am joined by my co-hosts, Samson and Sean. Howdy. Hi. What's up, boys? How's everything treating you? I'll, I'll let you go first, Samson. Ah. All right, I'll go, fir- I'll go first, Samson. <laughs> I'll go first. Oh, let me move a little bit farther away from the mic because I was just peeking that. Um, this, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't get to watch very much this week because this week was, uh, when I was working on my e-folio, which is my big end of year presentation for my teaching master's program. So I kind of spent the, int- most of the week doing that. I did watch some stuff, but, uh, that's done now and it, it's feeling pretty good. So ready to be here, ready to vibe on the pod- the podcast. That's what the kids are saying, right? Yeah. Sean and I are technically officially done with school. Yeah like forever haven't graduated John will still be teaching but i'm never going to attend another <laughs> class most likely again and let me tell you teaching is so much better than being a student because as a teacher you can you can look at some work that you have to do like a bunch of tests you have to grade and go eh, screw it they all get an 85 and then half of them will be upset and half of them will be happy but you know what that means the average is fine oh. and so there you're all set yeah I like your mentality going into teaching. Mm-hmm. I think more teachers should have that of let's be fine. Yeah, exactly. You're going to pass. That's <laughs> that's my teaching motto. You're going to pass. All right. So, boys, I want to give everyone a little update of some new ideas that we've had flowing around and a new project we're going to be taking care of. So now that I have more time to actually like edit things and play around with them since school is done, uh, we're going to be doing full review episodes that we actually upload onto our podcast channel. So what that means is we talked about High School the Musical, the Musical the Series, right? We talked about the thing all the way through. Um, I'm going to take all those clips and put them all together. So if you are curious about what our full review of High School Musical, the show is, you can watch it from start to finish and see how of our how our thoughts have changed instead of having to look in each episode. Yeah. So that doesn't mean we're not going to be talking about them during episodes. It just means we're going to now find one show that we're all going to watch together and discuss in a way that we can upload these types of clips for your enjoyment. Exactement. I can't wait until it becomes clear that I'm an absolute hypocrite bigot as I change my <laughs> opinion every 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm curious to listen back too. It's going to be interesting. I, like, I've listened to the episodes, yeah. but I, I haven't listened to those sections all in a row. No, yeah, because I, since it comes out at, at least a week in between, it's easy to forget about what you listened to the previous week. So yeah. we'll see. I, I'm pretty sure that I remained pretty steady on... High School Musical, the musical is just okay, but but maybe I didn't. Maybe I changed. I don't know. Yeah. And I know we were talking about what show we're going to be doing next. We have a couple ideas. So when we actually narrow it down, we'll definitely let you know, and then we'll start talking about it as soon as possible. Gang, so gang. So the, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, and this is a rant, I am so... <laughs> fucking tired of redemption arcs for villains Mm. i am so tired of heroes getting enticed becoming the villains and then switching their mentalities because the power of love or some other bullshit convinces them and i am sick of villains being redeemable and kind of having a way back into the hero side i don't know if this is just me but i needed to talk about it what prompted this because this probably didn't Um, come out of the blue i'm guessing 
Okay, so I, I most recently watched The Flash. I've, I've decided that The Flash is like the perfect uh, show for me to run to. Ironic, right? Um, Makes sense. So I've been doing a lot of running in my basement while watching The Flash. They had, this is spoilers for season six, so if you don't want to be spoiled, look away now, like skip ahead. <laughs> look away um, from the podcast. They, <laughs> yeah, look away from the podcast. I hope you're staring directly at our podcast screen, and I want you to look outside. Perfect. Enjoy the beautiful perfect. view. Perfect, it's perfect. Um. So they have this this glass mirror like they're making a new mirror master who essentially can control mirrors and glass and like go in and out between this dimension. Mm. Um, she was she wasn't able to breach the barrier just yet. So she sent uh, cl- like copies of some of the characters in the show. One of the ca- uh, copies she made was of Iris West, who is the husband or the wife of uh, Barry Allen, who is the Flash. Um, and this version in particular was her her motivation wasn't to help her master the mirror master it was to become alive and become human again so then there's this whole big thing where uh the mirror master needs this copy of iris to break her out of the mirror dimension and flash is like a period appealing to her humanity and being like we spend so much time together like i know you you're not this bad person and of course this iris copy self-destructs in a way to try and stop mirror master's escape <laughs> and i was just like why can't you just fucking do your job as a henchman? Like, why do you need to redeem yourself here? I don't give a shit. I want the villain on villain. I don't need this subplot of, oh, I could be human, whatever. It's just, it's so frustrating. Mm. That sounds like it's also a little more complicated than just villain turn hero, though, because that's like villain clone turns hero yeah. then yeah. explodes. I'm also <laughs> tired of, like... Dude, this is, again, everybody copying uh, the Kingdom Hearts series. Like, we all know when Riku turned to the dark side because he was seduced by Maleficent and her power in Kingdom Hearts 1, you know, he had to redeem himself, obviously. Like, why can't these people stay bad? Everyone's got to copy this Riku arc because (laughs) Kingdom Hearts is so influential. It all comes back to Kingdom Hearts. That's that's what it really is. Actually, that was one of the... uh, uh, you know, because when I pre- presented my project, my website, about my teaching over there, they were like, Sean, this is pretty good, but it really seems to be based off of Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you caught me. <laughs> I actually yeah. did. It was entirely Kingdom Hearts 2. That that makes sense. What else are you going to teach the youth? Exactly. Other than the yeah. the power of keyblades and friendship. It's It's <laughs> what matters. And I don't think, like, this, this was just the most recent example for me, but there are so many countless, oh, like, yeah. superhero examples where they just have to, like, redeem the villain. Um, and it, it's just, for me, it's really annoying because I know things aren't always black and white, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you are writing a good character, there should be gray to them. They should have conflict about whether they're being a good guy or being a bad guy because that just makes for good character yeah. arts. But at the same time, I just want more villains who are like, I'm bad. You're not going to change that. And I'm also not going to like filter out into this lame villain who gets <laughs> overshadowed by someone much more scary and significant. Because you know like how that works, right? Where you have like the villain of the week who yeah. consistently shows up because he's the higher bad guy. But then there's someone above him, too. And he just looks lame. Like, I'm tired of all those, too. Yeah, because I, I think a part of it is a well-designed villain. Yes, there should be some gray there. But they should still be convinced that they are correct. You know, yeah. that's what makes a compelling character. They, they're, It's like kind of the Thanos thing. 
uh, from at least Infinity War, where he's doing a bad thing, but he is absolutely convinced that it's correct, and you can see his argument. You don't necessarily agree with it, but you can see that he's, to him, it is a logical choice. And that's why you don't have Thanos becoming convinced, like, whoa, what if I snapped and gave everyone a puppy instead? Like, no, that's not going to happen. He's not going to, the power of friendship won't convince him because he thinks genuinely that's the right thing to do. Yeah, or yeah. like Organization th- uh, 13 in the Kingdom Hearts series where <laughs> they, are, they are trying to open Kingdom Hearts so that they can again have hearts themselves. Oh, or like Buster Baxter Banana. You know, he is obviously, obviously a flawed character, obviously not a good person. And I'm tired. Samson, you keep trying to convince him to be someone he's not. And that's why, don't worry, Danny, I, I locked him out of the house today. I told him I'm going to go on the podcast, and he was like, oh, let me on. But, but no, he is, he is locked outside, and you will not hear from him today. Forget well, about to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. I think Buster Baxter Banana is the greatest anti-hero we've seen in the last year. <laughs> Again, Samson, you call him an anti-hero. He is just a villain, okay? He, he, he only thinks about himself. I also thought you were going to say in the last two years, which for some reason really <laughs> amused me. <laughs> not, not the last year, not the last three years, the last two years. Yeah. Uh, anyways, should we get started with some news? Sure. Yeah. So Taika Waititi is directing and co-writing the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, I don't really know where this is specifically taking place in terms of the Star Wars timeline, but... We've talked about Taika Waititi a lot, and I am a huge fan of his. Mm-hmm. I, I would give this Star Wars movie a shot. I think I would, too. And which feels strange to say after not liking the last, like, four in a row that came out, Solo and... No, I guess the last three, because Solo, Last Jedi, and Sky Rise of Skywalker, not a big yeah. fan of. But honestly, just it being Taika Waititi, uh, Taika Waititi uh, kind of... It, it piques my interest, because I enjoy his work so much. Star Wars is a sick dog that the public is too coward to put down. <laughs> Samson, that's pretty mean. Well, of course it is. With the amount of money Disney had to spend to purchase it, there's no way that they're going to just no, like they won't get rid of I know. it. I, I am just joking. Like, I mean, obviously, but I mean, every time I hear there's another Star Wars movie, it just like a part of me just hurts. Like, you know, I. Yeah. I'm really excited that he's doing one, but like at at the same time, why? Who knows if it's gonna be good? And the, and I feel like people are gonna hate it no matter what. When's the last time people liked a Star Wars movie that wasn't Rogue One? Yeah, um, and honestly, I think just kind of a an overall problem with making Star Wars movies is that at this point. Uh, everybody has their specific thing of what they want. Like, there's people who want an Obi-Wan movie. There's people who want some Bounty Hunter stuff. You know, there's now that it's getting pulled in different directions a little bit, people are starting to have their own, like, individual interests. Like, there's people who really like Darth Maul, for instance, and, and stuff that he does in, the like, the Rebels show, I think he appears in there. I don't really... Remember? Oh, no, he's in Clone Wars. Regardless, there's all these Star Wars offshoots. Everybody's, like, kind of looking for something a little bit different from it now. There's people who want more of the prequels. There's people who want more of the original series. And I just don't know what they're going to make that pleases everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least pleases the majority. Because everybody wants something so different. Yeah. 
I will say the other thing that's coming out of um, the Star Wars universe is that uh, Emmy-nominated writer Leslie Headland, who did Russian Doll and The Bachelorette, two widely different <laughs> things, um, is actually writing a untitled Star Wars series for Disney+. Plus. If it is a fictional Star Wars Bachelor slash Bachelorette, I would watch <laughs> that so fast that I it, it would be... There would be no hesitation. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, I love the idea of like a galactic rose ceremony, but mm-hmm. with their ships and they just blow up the ships if they don't like them. <laughs> yeah. Does, you. does this podcast officially ship Luke and Leia? <laughs> I know Danny does, but <laughs> no, absolutely not. Danny, you once said it was the best kiss in the entire franchise i can't recall ever saying that <laughs> you say i thought like, the best you say i thought the best kiss was like jabba the hut and that weird creature that he ate i'm taking the, it back i i ship jabba the hut and leia oh. i ship jabba the hut with anybody i'm just kidding i ship sean in the sarlacc pit i knew <laughs> as soon as you said i ship sean i was like i'm going in the sarlacc pit <laughs> <laughs> but like not in Blow the death the kind of way i'm talking about like a vor kind of way well well actually samson you'll, you'll find that the sarlacc pit the the intestinal juices dissolve people over a period of a thousand years so actually i, I could be alive for quite some time in there and actually and, and, and actually maybe come to enjoy the process it's kind of interesting because Sean in the Starlight Pit sounds like if you gave him a weapon, he would be the answer to solving the game of Clue. Sean, Sean in the Sarlacc Pit with the baseball bat. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, let, let's move on to the next bit of news. The Russo brothers are going to be direct, directing a live action Hercules, which is based on the Disney anime movie I'm because there aren't psyched. enough of those. I'm actually pretty psyched. That would be the one I would see. Actually, real quick, I had a dream last night that they put the live action Mulan on Disney Plus and I watched it and I was <laughs> blown away. What, it was good in your dream? Yeah, it was oh, that's great. That's good. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, so but here's my thing. Up until is Mulan, it, did it come out? I don't remember. I, I don't no, know if it's out they yet. They postponed it. They postponed it. So has there been a good live action Disney remake except for theoretically uh, Mulan? People really liked uh, John Favreau's uh, Jungle Book. Yeah, I heard people did like it. I saw a bit of it. And I, I think it fell under the same issues that all of them do, where it doesn't deviate enough from the original story, and it's just this weird CGI animation type thing. Um, I I do know, because the Russo brothers confirmed this, but um, there's going to be deviations from the original. They are absolutely pushing that through, and it will involve music in some fashion. Hell yeah. Dude, that's Which not I, the best soundtrack out of exactly, any of yeah. movies. Zero to Hero is... Slaps. Beautiful. Won't say is, I'm in love. Yeah, as I was to say, is Hercules the? I didn't know that was a song from a musical because it was just so good. Like I'd heard it a couple yeah. times. I've been like, oh, this is just like a good song, maybe by ABBA or something. I don't know. And Yo, then, have, <laughs> <laughs> have you guys heard um, the? It, it's on the soundtrack. Uh, the Michael Bolton version of "Go the Distance." Yes. No. Oh my god, I have. <laughs> it's nuts. It's so ridiculous. That's, that it's sounds so out there. Oh, my God. So, speaking about other really tragic things to talk about. Um, 
Rough transition. Black, I'm curious to see where this goes. Black Mirror, the creator, said that season six is on hold indefinitely because the world is currently too bleak for anyone to want more Black Mirror. <sighs> I, I can see that. <laughs> you know, I get it. It's it's a good way of looking at it but also god damn you know shit's bad when black mirror refuses to put out more content they're like we honestly can't make a darker reality than (laughs) than right now black mirror is actually producing the covid virus oh wow it's this is the black mirror episode we're all in it (laughs) it's gonna be a documentary and Uh, they're gonna show that one woman who like cut the hole in her mask because it was difficult to breathe and, like, all the protesters. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hey, and I just want to be clear right now. Borden Browsing is an anti-coronavirus podcast. We do not support the coronavirus. We support people working to help others from the coronavirus, but we don't support the virus as a concept. Yes, no. We, we wish that the coronavirus, we wish that COVID-19 was gone. Just sure. to make that clear. I know that it was up in the air. I was checking the subreddit. Some people had questions. They were like, I don't know. Did did Danny, Sean, and Samson support coronavirus? The answer is no. We do not. All right, anyway. Have you guys seen Black Mirror? I haven't watched all of it. I I think I've watched the first two seasons in their entirety and then like a smattering of the rest. Yeah, same. It gets – I hate it once it becomes like American. (laughs) Okay, so if you had to recommend – Either the Twilight Zone or Black Mirror. Which would you recommend? Absolutely Twilight Zone. Yeah? Absolutely. I haven't watched enough of the Twilight Zone to, to really know which I would recommend. Do you mean, also I guess, do you mean the new Twilight Zone or the original? I would say either. I haven't seen the one with Jordan Peele. Um, but I, I assume the original one would probably like be more comparable to the quality of the Black Mirror series. I think so. Like, not that the, I've seen a couple episodes of the newest one, and they were like pretty decent, but it was just lacking that kind of. I don't know. There's something about the original series from what I've watched of it that's just very like. I'm trying to think of the word for it, but it's just like a sense of ominous foreboding that you don't really mm. get from the rest. And I think the it was Twilight just, Zone show was a pioneer show. Yeah, it it created this entire new genre that people flock to because of how great it was and how relatable their content was yeah i i think why i would choose uh twilight zone over black mirror is like uh twilight zone's super super campy and it can be very on the nose but like i also think black mirror can be those things too but tries to pretend it's not (laughs) you know what i'm saying Mm. I, i feel like there's a certain air of pretentiousness with black mirror sometimes and i think when black mirror like hits it out of the park they like really hit it out of the park. oh yeah the the best episodes of that show are are incredible the christmas episode is like is some of the best i have ever seen um but yeah i i i i Mm. don't love how seriously it takes itself sometimes and how uh it it's it's edgy just for the sake of being edgy sometimes i feel like with the pig episode i hate the pig episode wait so really much. <laughs> i feel like I, that's such an iconic episode 
Yeah, I mean, when you have a dude having sex with it, being blackmailed into having sex with a pig, it's going to be iconic because it's disgusting oh. and awful. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Twilight Zone episode with the uh, the noses. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the first episode of Black Mirror. Okay. <laughs> we were on two completely different wavelengths, and I was like, really? Like, I thought that was a great Twilight Zone episode, but no, now yeah. I understand the hatred of it, and I, I can I can, yeah. I can stand with yeah. that. See, I don't know. I kind of like the pig one because it was the most realistic of any of them to me. Mm. Mm. Like, it was one of the, the only ones that I saw that was very much just based in, like, now. You know, that, that literally yeah. could happen now if someone, you know, maybe it wouldn't happen exactly like that. It probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But that was the only one that, like, the technology is all there. Like, they lacked the technology to make the other thing that they wanted to happen happen. So mm-hmm. they had to do this thing. This thing, I, of course, being sexual intercourse with a pig. <laughs> I also think the Black Mirror episode, which is the one that really freaked me out, um, where everyone's being blackmailed by the trolls into doing the tasks that they were given. Oh, I actually haven't seen that one. I, I really, that one I was really interested in watching. So (laughs) story time with Danny. Um, the highest that I have ever been in my entire (laughs) life was watching that episode. I had taken an edible, didn't feel much smoked, had another edible, um, I was at the point where I was hallucinating while staring at a ceiling fan, um, and I'm watching that episode, and the combination of that with everything going on, like, I was pretty sure I was hallucinating going to the bathroom to pee. Um, That's a really bad thing to hallucinate. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, really the combination of everything thing. happening, I was just super freaked out by that episode, and I haven't been able to really watch Black Mirror since. So, if you guys do recommend Black Mirror, I would check it out again, but... It's it's a little tough for me to watch. Yeah, well that's that's the thing, and that's that's my issue, especially with the pig episode. Like, is sometimes I feel like that show, um, just it, like, uh, sorry, I'm trying to gather my thoughts. <laughs> w- after I watched the pig episode, I remember thinking like, this is not entertaining, and I am not like enjoying watching this. Not even in the sense that like you can watch a horror movie and it can be upsetting or dark and really messed up but like that that like some episodes of that show are just like so highly unpleasant that i i don't see the value in them sometimes okay um but some are really good so uh (laughs) i'll have to pick and choose then yeah watch the christmas episode it's really good Sounds good. Moving on, um, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077. I don't know if you guys have heard about this game, yeah. but it is it is a new one coming out in September uh, featuring heavily with Keanu Reeves. That's where that meme comes out where someone shouts at him, you're beautiful, because he was yeah. going to uh, like a video game conference to present it, and he's on stage like that. Um, they recently started talking about the customization features that are going to be in this game. Um, aside from your normal facial customizations, body customizations like that, you can also customize your dick size and girth, the size of your ass cheeks, and the size of your boobs. <laughs> well. Why? <laughs> why well. can you... Why can... Uh, listeners, you cannot see it, but I've taken my glasses off. Because I don't want to see this world anymore. <laughs> I I don't 
I don't really know how to react, but it was funny enough that I needed to tell you guys because all this means to me is that there will be full frontal at some point in the <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> See, and I don't know how to feel about that. But in boobs, I feel like you can customize without having to really see anything. But no, you can go into the fine details. Why? I don't know. Oh. Why? Why? Why girth? Uh. Give me that Pringles can. <laughs> Let me live my dreams. So speaking oh on. Inevitable dick jokes. Um, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are going to be making a new animated movie. Um, it's based on a monster hunting app similar to Uber called Hunter, where a group of people come together to hunt some monsters. With an app? Yeah, it's sort of like you can request people to join your party. Sort of like you can do group share on Uber. And it's a bunch of oh. people going to hunt down these monsters. See, this kind of reminds me of my idea for a real product called Uber Beats. <laughs> and it's when you, you like, request a hit on someone. It's just like a hit, except not murder, obviously, because that's illegal. But, you know, it's just Uber Beats. You hire somebody. They go. They beat up Samson a couple times. They, they kick Buster Baxter Banana out off of your porch because he's been there, you know, for two hours yelling and screaming and not really making any sense. Um Mainly, I want it to get rid of Buster Baxter Banana. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But I think it's a good idea. Uber Beats by Dre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sponsored by Dre. <laughs> As most of my products are. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I really like Sausage Party, and Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen work phenomenally together. They made Pineapple Express. They made Superbad. They made uh, The Boys TV show uh, into a reality. They, like, they made Sausage Party. They've made so much great content together that i'm sure whatever this is is going to be awesome yeah i'll probably watch it is is simpson here still i don't know yes okay okay just, sorry right. it, yeah, yeah I you got quiet and yeah the video went away and i got concerned um so in a in some lighter news uh the parks and recreation special have you guys watched it mm, i have no i haven't so i i checked it out it was really good it was enough nostalgia of the original series combined with the fact everyone is quarantined to make it mm. like worth checking out especially if you're a parks of rec fan uh they actually made 2.8 million in donations wow that's pretty cool yeah so really those cool. are the donations that they made which means a bunch of organizations are going to be matching that oh cool so yeah. it's probably going to be even more that. yeah be even more so great on them i definitely recommend checking it out it's online on youtube for free you just search like under nbc's channel um hmm. so definitely worth watching there uh moving on next bit of news tom cruise and elon musk are collaborating together on a project so they are using spacex as a medium to actually make a full action adventure movie in space all right so, <laughs> Samson, you, Tom, you seem like you have something you want to say about this. I, I want to hear what Sean's saying first. Oh, I was just going to say, so Tom Cruise is probably going to die. <laughs> uh, that's because he loves doing his own stunts, and we're going to put him into space, and he's going to be like, no, uh, like, I'll, be able to, I'll be able to take zero G. Like, this is, this is Mission Impossible 19. Like, shoot the moon. I'm, I'm picturing George Clooney in Gravity. <laughs> But just Tom Cruise doing his own stunts without CGI. <laughs> just getting sucked into the void of space. 
Hey, spoilers! I didn't see Gravity. I don't it know if it's actually him acting minute, though. Sean. I don't, I don't know if it's Tom Cruise acting or if they're going to have someone else and he's there just working on the project. no way that Tom Cruise would pass up an opportunity to, to jump around in space. Yeah, that's fair. He, 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 oh my God. He, he, um, he did the whole, uh, the last Mission Impossible movie where they, at some point, Ethan clings to the edge of a plane as it flies away. And he was like, I'll do that. And they're like, <laughs> you really don't have to. And he was like, I will. What is you so, your no top way. recommended Tom Cruise movie? Honestly, I forget exactly what it's called. It's, it's not, is it Day After Tomorrow? No, it's, it's Live, Die, Repeat. Live, no, that's the tagline. Is that the tagline? Yeah. I think that's oh, the tagline. Yeah. Is it Edge of Tomorrow? Edge then? of Tomorrow. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. Honestly, that is one of my more enjoyed Tom Cruise movies. I was going to say that one too. I've never seen it. I, I've always wanted to. I've just never gotten around to it. It is. If, it, it's it's the perfect imagery as if you were playing a video game where you have one life and then have to restart the level as soon as you die. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best, like I've heard described as like a Groundhog Day with a war movie. And yeah. I think that's, that's yeah. pretty accurate. It's just a really solid execution of a concept without too much padding or unnecessary stuff. It's. It's just like a solid action movie. Weird. I, I, and, I do have to check that out. I'm, I'm very know it's, interested. Unlike the Mission Impossibles, it's not a part of like a million part series. Hmm. Uh, so, which I also appreciate. Just a, a good standalone action movie. He's also in Risky Business, right? Yeah, that is him. I, I feel like that's it. another one that's definitely worth checking out. Just for, if anything, his sliding across the floor with the... I have no idea what you're referencing. I'll speak through that yawn. He's, uh, <clears throat> he's in like a button down with sunglasses and underwear and like long socks and he just, he's home so alone and like slides right across his living room floor. Hmm. Oh, actually, I've definitely seen that yeah. Like, yeah. as a gift It's before. been parodied. I was actually talking about him last night because, um... He uh, gave you a ring. I was... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I was watching Batman Begins, <laughs> and then I remembered that uh, Katie Holmes wasn't allowed to do the second movie by Tom Cruise. <laughs> wow. Because he's an awful, awful person. Yeah. And he's crazy. That man and is he's crazy. he's a Scientologist. You, you've seen, yeah, you've seen the video of him, like, jumping up and down on Oprah's couch, I'm pretty sure, right? I have. No. like, yeah, you should watch it. It's crazy. He just, like, he's, he's an un, truly unhinged and crazy person. Fun. So, yeah. I, I'm realizing as I'm looking over my notes, there's there's another crazy unhinged person I have to talk about. Um, Nicolas Cage has been cast to yes. play Tiger King in a scripted series of the Tiger King, uh, which is done by the creator of American Vandal. <laughs> now, Nicolas if you don't Cage know what American Vandal Sonic. is, it is this... Um, mockumentary type show about a school where a student draws 26 dicks on cars and is uh expelled and these students have to try and prove that he's actually innocent oh american vandal is one of the funniest mockumentaries i have ever seen yeah wait you haven't seen it sean no you would love you would love american vandal I never finished season two. I That's didn't fine. think season two was as nearly as good, but 
the first season is so solid. It's hilarious Ooh. because they're talking about dicks constantly, yet it's in such a serious tone that anyone who's, like, a teacher that joins in is like, are you actually talking about this? And they're like, absolutely. We need to find the truth behind the dicks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, a, it's a really, really funny show. The second season isn't as good, but, like, goddamn, it's worth watching. Yeah. It, the first season's so, so good. But yeah, Nicolas Cage as Joe Exotic. I'm that'll be interesting. There is no role be, this man won't do. It's gonna be a wild ride. That's all I can say about it. I'm fascinated to see some stuff, uh, see some promotional material once it starts uh, oh, getting created. Is that God the damn. same one where Kate McKinnon is playing Carol Baskin? Most likely. Yeah. You know what's wild though? Do you know why Nick Cage is in like all of these absurd projects? Uh, Demon Stole His Soul? Close. Um, okay. Actually, he is in heavy debt. He really? overspent all of the money he made to such a significant portion that in order to just maintain his living expenses, he has to keep working constantly. So he wow. will accept any project that comes his way for enough money because he needs the money. Well, it's... <laughs> Nicholas, you did it to yourself. This is this is Sean McGarry from the Board and Browsing Podcast saying, Nicholas Cage, you did it to yourself. I actually saw a really fun movie with him recently called Mom and Dad. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. How was it? it? It's really, it's, it's campy, and it's one of those that you're just going to watch with friends for fun, but basically the plot is some weird signal goes off that makes every single parent have an irresistible urge to murder their child. Sort of like that nature, like that naturing aspect that parents have for their kids. It gets flipped in reverse. So Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair um, try and murder their children. And it's just this weird, like kind of apocalyptic, but not really movie where parents are just going out of their way to murder their kids, but only their kids. Hmm. It's he is fucking Uh, wild in that movie. Like, oh, my God, I I like it. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I would also like to recommend a Nicolas Cage movie that came out within the last year or two uh, called Mandy. If you guys have heard Mm -hmm. of it, it's um, it's a horror revenge movie that's like really, really artsy. Um, And I mean, I say artsy because uh, the story takes a while to take off and the cinematography and coloring is is really highly stylized and it's really fun to look at. And, um, hmm. yeah, it's, uh, Nicolas Cage goes after, like, a cult. He just, like, murders a cult for, like, an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh, I remember I watched the trailer for that at some point when I was like, maybe I'll watch this. And I was like, maybe I won't. It takes a while to pick up, but it's, it's bizarre and the, it's a pretty fun trip. The other movie by Nick Cage that I want to recommend is The Rock, which I was telling Samson about, where basically Nick Cage is a chemist who works for the FBI and Sean Connery is an ex inmate who is the only one to have ever escaped Alcatraz. The two of them have to work together to stop a military group um, from launching M55 rockets from Alcatraz into San Francisco and they want a hundred million dollars to shut them up. I've seen parts of this movie. It is a whirlwind. It is. It is incredible. Now the it is so much fun. Sean Connery and Nick Cage play off each other phenomenally. Also, <laughs> there's prisoners. That, like there's 81 tourists on Alcatraz that they've taken prisoner. If that makes the stakes any more oh, crazy, it makes them fantastic. I, yeah. the, the Nick Cage movie. I always actually there's two Nick Cage movies I always quote that that 
I have also never seen. It is, I'm going to take your face off from Face Off. You've never seen Face um, Off? I've never seen Face Off, yeah. Oh, and then, um, then, of course, ah, uh, the bees, no, the bees, not the bees. Uh, no, no, not the bees. <laughs> Whatever. I haven't seen Wicker Man either, which I heard isn't very good. I haven't seen that one. The original is like a classic, but I've never seen the, the Nick Cage one. Yeah. Con Air, so however, fantastic. Why don't, why don't I wrap up the news that I have? Because sure. I got two major things. So the first is that um, Viacom CBS has officially announced that their CBS All Access platform is going to be international, as well as a partnership with YouTube TV where they're bringing 14 of their channels, including Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, and others, to YouTube TV. Hmm. Okay. So this now gives a reason why anyone would ever get YouTube TV. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, there truly was no reason before that I'm aware of. No, it's it's just weird that I wasn't expecting a partnership between these two. Yeah, that is a little bit strange. I don't know. I don't my I just don't trust YouTube, though. So I'm it's Mm. still not something I'd consider just because YouTube's policies for YouTube videos are so weird and like kind of oh, sketchy yeah. and bad that I honestly mm-hmm. don't want to like extra support them because I know I already mm-hmm. support YouTube by regularly watching you know content creators on there but the thing is I think of that as more of supporting those creators and then it has to also technically support YouTube whereas YouTube TV if that's a thing that you pay for then that I feel like no that would just be putting money yeah it, straight. it would be a subscription yeah that would be just straight to YouTube which I don't want to do yeah, I like I'll go on this rant another time because we've already used a bit of time today, but they did some really shady stuff with uh, targeting minors. Yeah, like those considered under the age of 13 is a minor. It, it's like everything that they were doing and then turning around onto the content creators because of the FDA. It's it just blows my mind. So if you are curious, do some research on it. Um, but there was a lot of stuff happening with the FDA, YouTube and underage advertisements that make me reluctant to support YouTube. But at the same time, I love so many of the content creators on there that I want to give my support to them specifically. So that's why I watch their videos. Um, anyways, uh, on a similar note, there's also Peacock TV, which is going to be releasing in July. So this is NBC streaming service. The major difference here is that this is free to anyone who wants an account. Hmm. Anyone can watch their services. However, they have ads. If you pay five bucks a month, you don't get ads. That's and what is this cool. again? NBC's streaming service, Peacock TV. Okay. Huh. That's really cool. I wish more providers yeah. did that. Like, it really pisses me off that I have to pay for Hulu and I still have to sit through ads. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. And there are so many shows that I would watch with ads if that was the option as opposed to it just being completely paywalled, you know? Mm-hmm. Because maybe this yeah. will change for, for, like, people in the future, but I still grew up watching regular TV. So the I, the concept of like ads during a show that I'm watching for free, I mean cable, but like in the immediate moment free, to, to me, it's ah, I'm fine with that. Like that's reasonable I think enough. this specific service is brilliant because the market is so oversaturated with streaming services, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. No one wants to pay for more things. Nope. However, 
NBC still wants to generate customers. And the best way to do that is to offer their services and say, hey, give us a tiny bit of money, which is the same equivalent you pay for Hulu with ads, and we can get rid of your ads for you. Otherwise, enjoy what we have to offer. Enjoy our entire catalog and library. I hope that NBC streaming service does well and more companies take this kind of model because this is brilliant. I am absolutely signing up for this. I'm absolutely watching their content. Yeah, and it just it makes sense because you draw viewers in by offering it for free and then you have the people who are really committed to it who are going to be like, wait a minute, like I'm watching this so much, it's worth it to me to pay the subscription fee. Whereas those people might never do that if you have to pay in the first place. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it just it just makes sense to me. Not that I'm some sort of big economics CEO guy, but to to <laughs> regular old Joe show blue show blue collar Sean McGarry living with a banana in my house. This is what makes sense to me, and that's the honest yeah. opinion. That's what you come here to board and uh, board and browsing for. You come here for the real honest opinions from down to the earth, salt of the earth people. Yeah. The other thing is, NBC has a great catalog. They have Parks and Rec. They have 30 Rock. They have, I think that show Superstore. Like, they might have Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But, like, they have a lot of good content that's worth checking out. So I highly recommend looking at this in July when it's out. Um, But moving on to the final bit of news, there is a movie coming out called Ball and Chain. Now, this film uh, features Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt. It is a couple is given superpowers. However... Their powers only work if they are working together and being partners in this, and they argue and hate each other. They are a marriage, like a marital uh, couple that is arguing with each other constantly, but the only way they can be heroes and use their powers is if they work together. Oh, so it's like when you have a kid. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like when a failing marriage, a failing (laughs) couple has a kid, and so they they have to collaborate to keep the... Powers, see in quotation marks, child alive. Hmm. That's 100% yeah, it. I'm really excited for you. this movie. It sounds very subtle and uh, <laughs> <laughs> no hidden messages yeah. here. You're right. Actually, I'm I don't know what I'm on about with this kid thing. That doesn't make any sense. Salted my salt so, of the earth opinion is wrong. <laughs> I really like Emily Blunt, though. I, like I, yeah. I think she's a great actress. I don't know. It, it could be interesting. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is absolutely the pinnacle of subtlety. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I heard. So. I heard brief tangent about that. So I was I was just watching a, a video on YouTube, and then uh, the person I was watching, not that it really matters, but it was just Northern Lion, a, a content creator on YouTube, mentioned that he didn't really like. Uh, he didn't want to see movies with Rebel Wilson in them because he thought Rebel Wilson was a one note actor slash comedian. And then someone brought up like. Well, if that's the case, then how do you feel about The Rock? And he said, I also don't like movies with The Rock in them because he is a one-note actor slash comedian, except for Jumanji, which was a weird distinction to make. But um, (laughs) I thought that was, you know, I'd never really thought about it that way. And then it made me think, like, yeah, The Rock does just play The Rock in every movie pretty much. Like, he is pretty one-note. So that actually works perfectly for what I've been watching this week, which is I saw the two Jumanji movies. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I I enjoyed the first one. The second one was okay. Um, but the concept behind them was really great, honestly. I, I liked how the actors were playing characters, but I think the issue was only Jack Black really felt like he was playing a character 
in the first one. And then in the mm. second one, only Kevin Hart felt like he was playing a character. What do you mean? By felt like he was so Jack Black, uh, for reference, becomes like one of the popular teenage girls. Yeah. Like she's kind of stuck up and snooty and he is acting like he is that person. Oh, very, very well. I see what you mean. And then Dwayne The Rock Johnson isn't doing as much nerdy stuff. And like some of his character traits kind of counteract with what is expected of the Dwayne The Rock Johnson Jumanji character versus the actor who would have been playing in the body of The Rock. Oh, so what you're saying is that like Jack Black, you feel most correctly embodied the idea of being someone in someone else's body. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. I, I watched yeah. the first one as well, and I, I think I agree with that. Jack, but like it was yeah, the most yeah. distinctive performance of the bunch. I think I think in the second one, Kevin Hart did the best job because he's playing Danny Glover, and he like there are some lines in there that are delivered beautifully. <laughs> like there's a whole sequence where The Rock has been fighting like tons of people. Like he he's just beating up, and there's like littered bodies all over the floor. And he turns and he sees Kevin Hart, who's been in this animal pen with a bunch of camels. And he's just like, have you been talking with a camel? He's like, they have names. This is Richard. <laughs> and it, like that one moment really got me because he, he was still doing the voice of Danny Glover during that. Hmm. And it, it was just it landed beautifully. So would you would you would you say that you can recommend the two movies? Yeah, I would recommend the first movie. I think it's a fun one that's worth checking out. Mm. Um, I don't recommend the second one as much, um, but I do think it has moments in it that make it worth watching if you're interested or intrigued by the characters. Yeah. Because, like, The Rock playing Danny DeVito was fine. It had a few good moments, but most of them were spoiled by trailers. Yeah. So that's that's kind of how I feel about it. Um do you guys want to do like the rotating thing about what we've been watching or just kind of sure. let me go for it? I, I yeah, we can rotate. Okay. Um, so what have you been watching, Samson? Um, I started this week watching Sex and the City. <laughs> I'm about uh, three episodes in, so like not super far. It's like pretty entertaining, though. Um, I thought it was a movie. No, they made movies, but like... They made movies, okay. Yeah, it, it was pretty revolutionary when it came out uh, because of the way it talks about like female sexuality um, and its candidness with with that. Um, but yeah, it's pretty entertaining. Um, it's kind of like a romantic comedy uh, with like six seasons. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's 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 fun, it's entertaining, and it's pretty easy to watch. Um, I don't really know what else to to say about it. Um, ooh, maybe I'll maybe I'll point out ooh. Who's who in this group? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, who who are our Sex in the City avatars? I would say that I'm a Carrie. And I would say that Sean... Oh, wait. Who's who's a Miranda? Hmm. Oh, this is hard, None of guys. these names have any weight to me whatsoever. Oh my god. After you finish this, Samson, I'm going to go watch the entire series and then depending <laughs> on your accuracy, attack you or not. Alright. Danny, I think you're Charlotte. And Thank you. Sean, I think you're Actually, Sean, I'm gonna put you as Carrie. Then oh you? yes. I transcend being put in boxes. 
So. Wow. Okay. Categorizing Whoa. people is not something we do on the Board of Browsing podcast. <laughs> but um, anyways, um, yeah, I, w- I would recommend it. Like, just try it out. It's I, I-, I think it gets um, a rap for being a... Uh, a show for 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 women but like i think that's an arbitrary and stupid argument and i think anybody who wants to watch sex in the shitty <laughs> Jesus Christ. are you all right <laughs> sex in the shitty oh i just laughed really hard and oh i got a really sharp cramp Oof. okay Ooh. um but sex in the city watch it okay okay um Sean, what have yeah. you been watching? So uh, recently, I watched the movie Horns, um, okay. which yeah is uh, I guess it, it came out relatively shortly after Samson's given big thumbs down on the video call. It recently, uh, not recently, it came out recently after Daniel Radcliffe finished uh, Harry Potter. I think if I'm if I'm correct, I'm, I'm not sure if it came out before or after Swiss Army Man, but. It was in that era of Daniel Radcliffe wants to break away from his image as Harry Potter, so he's taking perhaps more uh, interesting, I'll leave it at, roles. And it's the thing is, it's, it's the strangest thing. It is pretty well acted. It's pretty decently shot. Like, the story as a basis sounds kind of interesting, but it's just not really good. <laughs> Like, I don't, it's, the dialogue feels weird. So, in, in, to not spoil too much, uh, he is murdered, his, his name is, is Ig in the movie. And Ig is accused of murdering his girlfriend, and everybody thinks he does it. And then he wakes up one morning with horns that give him very poorly defined powers over people. <laughs> like, sometimes he can kind of tell them what to do, sometimes they just do what they want to do. Some t- they, they like tell their deepest secrets to him and the power keeps kind of changing and fluctuating as it goes on. At one point he gets to control snakes, uh, snakes that just sort of come out of nowhere, <laughs> but, but at regular snake speed, I mind you, they're not like surprise snakes. They just kind of slowly slither out of the surrounding landscape and it just, it's not very satisfying. <laughs> like that's there's no other way to put it like it's just it's it's bizarre it's i it's not I, I wouldn't recommend it i think is where i'm at it's it's hard <laughs> because it's, i really like um oh my god i just forgot the actor's name Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. I almost said Daniel Craig then i was like that's definitely not right. <laughs> uh i really Daniel like Craig, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Craig the boy who lived. <laughs> Oh my god. Recast That's actually Harry the Potter. plot of James Bond movies. <laughs> but I, I really like Daniel Radcliffe as an actor. I think he's he's a really solid actor, but Yeah, I agree. Just, it's just it's too weird and bizarre. Like maybe if you shut your brain off you could enjoy it, but yeah. it, it gets pretty frustrating at points, which is not what you want from a movie. Yeah, it's probably been five or six years since I watched it, but I remember having to watch it over the course of like two different sessions just because I was like, I can't take more of this right now. Yeah, no, I also I also didn't finish it in one shot because it's also pretty long. I think it's like over two hours. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, I I actually I think Daniel Radcliffe has made some fantastic movies, two of which being uh, Swiss Army Man and What If. 
I'm unfamiliar with What If. What If is like a very typical romantic comedy type movie where it's just like him, uh, Daniel Radcliffe meets this girl. Uh, the two of them hit it off, like become unbelievably close, but she is in a relationship. And it's just sort of like him trying to co- like stay friends with her while clearly having all these feelings and her trying not to reciprocate them. It's just it's a very well done romantic comedy. It was one of the first things he did when he finished working on Harry Potter. Oh. Um, so it's just like, it comes out the gate. It's got a great cast. I, I forgot the name of the actress, but, um, the two of them just have great chemistry together. So I really enjoyed it. That's cool. Yeah. And Swiss army man. Oh my God. That made that movie is yeah. incredible. See, Swiss army man is, is it's a similar kind of idea to, uh, horns and that it's Daniel Radcliffe in a completely bizarre, freaky, supernatural situation. But Swiss army man just has so much heart. It's bizarre. Swiss Army Man is just oh, it's such a better movie. Uh, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. He he was in a play where I think he had sex with a yeah, horse. Aquarius. Aquarius or something? Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah. Not Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> You're an Aquarius. You're an Aquarius, Harry. Um. So an, one of the things I've been watching this week uh, is Westworld Season 3. How do you hmm. like it? I like it a good amount. It's not drawing me in the way previous seasons of Westworld have in the sense that I don't want to watch it all immediately, which is shocking to me because I've spoken how that's typically the way I watch Westworld. Mm. I'm only two episodes in and like I, I want to find out what happens, but I'm not spending all day binging it as I have in the past. Okay, so so yeah. I, I think it's good. It, it feels... The issue is I really don't remember much of season two. Um, and there's a lot of plot points that it carries over from there. So as I'm watching, I'm trying to like refresh myself with what happened. But overall, like it's really it's a really good season. Uh, I think Aaron Paul is doing a phenomenal job. He is an actor I think has incredible range. Not so much like how he physically portrays roles, but in his voice. Mm. So the difference between listening to his voice on BoJack Horseman as Todd, where he's this comedic, goofy character, to listening to his voice at in Breaking Bad as Jesse Pinkman, where he is smug and arrogant, but also scared, and hmm. listening to his voice in this show where he is just so ambivalent and hates everything and wants to just, like, kind of end his own life, but at the same time is willing to give things a shot. It's, it's beautiful. I think he is one of the best actors in this current time right now. So I, I recommend Westworld season three, especially if yeah. you've seen the previous ones. And I will let you know how I feel at the end of the season. Gotcha. Yeah. Samson, what you got? Um, what else have I watched? Uh, I finally watched Tiger Tail, which is a new movie on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Ugh, um, I think you knock off Tiger King. Sure. <laughs> um. I really liked it. Um, it's a little slow. Um, it's um, I can't remember the name of the man who wrote and directed it, but the writer director uh, did this movie as an homage to his uh, father, and it's about a man uh, from Taiwan uh, who dreams of like moving to America, and um, it shows him in his early life. Uh, making these decisions uh, and then keeps cutting back to him as an adult who's very uh, uh, absent, like mentally and emotionally absent from the world around him and shows Mm. how uh, his past decisions have uh, 
made him a miserable old man um, wow. that uh, struggles to have connections to the people around him. Um, I think it's a really, really interesting movie. It's it's pretty slow. I feel like the first half of the movie moves along pretty quickly, uh, but it starts to wind down in that last half hour. But it's definitely worth sticking with it. It's a great drama, um, uh, and I really, really enjoyed it. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds interesting. I'd, I'd probably give that a look. A look-see-do. Yeah, the, tra- yeah. the trailer is really solid. Tra- the trailer definitely sold me on it. And what's really interesting, too, is um, I didn't look this up, so I could be wrong. But um, just judging from you know what I saw, it, it looks like the um, everything uh, of him uh, that's a flashback is uh, shot on film. And everything that's oh. like taking place in the current timeline is digital. Is what that's it looks like. I love it when um, when which, people when they do stuff like that. I said people do yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Like directors, yeah. cinematographers. It's really cool. It definitely has like an like it has a super vintage vibe to it um, with those older scenes, and they're really beautifully shot. The cinematography is great. Um, yeah, I really recommend giving it a shot. It's only like an hour and a half too, which you don't get from hmm. like those dramas very often. I feel like. Hmm. Cool. Tiger Tail. Watch it. (laughs) Knock off Tiger King. That's all I'm saying. Uh, So the the only other thing that I've really been watching in in the past week, because again, I've just been pretty busy with end of of year school stuff, but um, I've still, I've been watching through uh, Attack on Titan again with my roommate because she is watching it for the first time. And uh, I am I'm watching it with her not only just to get another watch, but also for emotional support, because sometimes that show can just be a little bit lot to handle. What with the whole constant cannibalization thing or uh, not mm. cannibalization, because, you know, the Titans are our monsters. But uh, I, I forgot how solid some of the earlier seasons are because oh, it's yeah. been like ages since I watched them. It's it's a it's a good show and it's really well paced. Like the, it just. It, it every episode kind of ends in a cliffhanger, but without it feeling contrived. If you know what I mean, mm. it's every episode kind of ends with like a "This is what we have to go do next time," which I really appreciate because it it never feels like the characters are doing something for no reason. Like ninety nine percent of the time, it's like okay, there's something important going on. We just got some new information, so let's go do something. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the only other thing I've really been watching. Attack on Titan, it's got my, you know, thumbs up, uh, stamp of approval, as long as you're okay with some pretty graphic content, because the show is pretty, uh, I don't want to talk about it too much, because I know we talked about it earlier when Samson, uh, was re-watching it, or finishing it. I actually, I, I was thinking about it recently, season one is so different from season two. Yeah. Like, there's just this insane difference in the type of content that is, put out and the tone of those seasons and then season three blends the first two an incredibly like incredibly good job it does so well to blend the action heavy gore sequences to the mystery uh like learning discovering subtle uh moves that the the characters are making yeah that's that's something i've always appreciated about it that it it has these crazy action set pieces while still having some like actually interesting setup to it like the wait a minute why is the government doing x or yeah wait what is the secret of you know this titan ability or something like that it just i don't know they, they balance it really well yeah that's all for me so 
I I've um I've actually been watching a lot of programs on Apple TV. Um, my parents got Apple TV for free, and I thought you know if I have access to it, I should give it a shot. And I gotta say, Apple TV, it's good. The shows that I've seen so far, which is Mythic Quest, Raven's Banquet, and The Morning Show, have both really blown away my expectations for them. I think Mythic Quest was phenomenal. It's this show about a gaming company, um, sort of a comedic uh, tone to it because it's by the creators of It's Always Sunny, and they just do a great job balancing the different storylines and balancing the different characters, and it's just it's a fun show to watch. Like I, I really like it because it's not as crude and graphic as It's Always Sunny, but they still have those insults in there where you're just like, oh, damn, all right. Um, it's got a great cast, too, because it's got Rob McElhenney. It has um, something Hornsby. I always forget his first name, but he's the guy who plays uh, um, Creek. No, not Creature. Um, he, he plays um, Cricket? Cricket. Yeah, he plays Cricket on It's Always Creature. Sunny. He helped create the show. And then it's got Danny Pudi, who plays oh, this man. like machine-type businessman. So he's so like emotionally cut off from everything. It's fantastic. Um, and then... Episode five of that show, they just went a completely different direction than anything else in the entire series. It went from like a comedy to a serious episode. And it's it's incredible how the ratings shifted on that. Like episodes one to four, it's in like the sevens and low eights. Episode five is like a nine point six. Wow. wow. Yeah. It had such a different tone. It was like Jake Johnson um, from New Girl and then the mother from How I Met Your Mother. I always forget her name. And it focused exclusively on them um, creating their own gaming company and sort of like allowing uh, publicity and bigger uh, like industries. So like Disney to kind of change the way and change their vision of what they had for their game, which was like a dark, quiet death. Hmm. And it's just it's really interesting to see how they kind of like had to embrace certain things in order to keep their company afloat while sacrificing other creative aspects. And it was just a great job. And um, I think The Morning Show has also been a show I'm really, really enjoying. It's uh, Steve Carell is a uh, like charming news anchor. Um, and his co-host or his uh, co-anchor is Jennifer Aniston. Steve Carell is charged and um, accused of sexual uh like accusations um where he was like he had multiple victims who came forward and said yeah he he was inappropriate in the workplace and forced me to do these things so he's fired from the the morning show and he's like the face of it for the past 15 years so it's about how this uh morning newscast is recovering and bringing in reese witherspoon who is like possibly the new head of the show and it, it's it's really great it's got a great cast like mark duplass jennifer aniston steve carell reese witherspoon um a couple others whose names slip my mind but they all are like turning against each other but also having to work together and I, i'm really enjoying it hmm. uh, yeah. what's that called again uh, so the first one was Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. The second one is The Morning Show. I okay. think even if you don't have Apple TV, like find a way to watch their content because it's going under the radar since no one wants to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, those both sound really interesting. Yeah. I would yeah. definitely want to check those out. Steve no, Carell Quest... plays a broken man. Like he mm. is he is so frustrated with everything about the Me Too movement and like the fact that these allegations are going through, which are accurate. Like this is things that his character did. And it's just showing, like, more of the 
people talking out against them and being able to have the courage to come forward and how the person who's being accused is handling them. Because I feel like you don't really see that side in these types of hmm. cases. That's interesting. That's interesting. And yeah. Steve Carell, good actor. So if anyone oh, yeah. can do a decent performance of it, it's I'd, I'd guess him. Did you guys see the trailer for Space Force? No. no. You got to check it out. Okay. I, I highly recommend everyone checks it out. It looks so funny. All right. I'll definitely give it a look. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Samson, what else have you been watching? Because that's about it for me. Um, so I started rewatching Barry this mm. week um, because I love that show so much. So um, good. It's uh, for, for those of you that don't know, it's, uh, it's cre- this is a show created by Bill Hader and uh, Alec Berg. Alec Berg uh, created, uh, I, he didn't create, but he wrote a lot of Silicon Valley. Um, and it basically follows uh, Bill Hader, who plays a hitman that follows his hit into an acting class in L.A., uh, where the acting teacher is played by uh, Henry uh, Winkler. Oh, Henry Winkler, yeah, thank you. Um, and it's it's so good. Every every character is like really compelling and funny. It it really blends the lines of like drama and comedy in a really really solid way uh it's it's incredibly funny but at the same time it, when it gets intense it gets really really intense uh since he's a hitman it gets pretty violent and action-packed um and i highly recommend it if you haven't seen it yet uh there are two seasons out the third season got delayed uh because of the pandemic but they're they're working on it they're gonna it's gonna come out eventually um but I highly recommend checking out those uh, first two seasons. That show mm-hmm. is on my must-watch list. Like, if you haven't watched Barry, you need to watch it. It's so good. I know. I, I think I think Bill Hader's emotionless, but also so, like, emotionally charged acting performance. Because mm-hmm. he looks so blank and kind of like a deer in headlights, but everything he does brings so much emotion to the table. And then Henry Winkler is fantastic. Um... Who who was the other person? Oh, uh, Darcy, isn't it the the person who played Janet on The Good Place? Yes, yeah, yeah, she's in it. And then oh, uh, I, I'm trying to remember who is the person he worked for as a hitman. Oh, Fuchs. Oh, uh, Milton from The Office Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milton oh. from Office Space. He, is, he is, does a great job too. Yeah, is the guy who like gets him his jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Although the best character, without a doubt, is Hank. Yeah, no ho Hank. Yeah, yeah, no ho Hank. Who is like this Chechen hitman, or or I don't, I don't even remember. I think he is Chechen. Yeah, but he's he's like a tot. He has ties to a mafia and is kind of like this um, uh, messenger between the mafia and Barry. But he is so out there and has these incredibly funny lines that he delivers perfectly. Yeah, like he he makes he and Bill Hader make the show. Yeah, Noho Hank is a really compelling and very, very funny character. Yeah. Hmm. So I think that's just about everything that we've been watching, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I think so. The other thing I realized, but I'm not going to talk about it deeply, uh, Rick and Morty is back. Um, so if you haven't gone oh, to watch that episode, go check it out. It's very reminiscent of Interdimensional Cable, but it's it's weird. It's got a lot of layers. It's like an Inception movie. Hmm. Um 
but it's it's a good way to start off the next season or the second half of the fourth season. So I, I'd recommend go check it out on Adult Swim's website. Oh, it's on a uh, Adult Swim. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's on it's on their website. You need to have a cable subscription. Though. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Otherwise, you can find it other ways. <laughs> I don't um, know what you're talking about. Yeah. So why don't why don't we get into why should you care? Yeah. And then end off the episode there. Sounds good to me. So if you don't know, Why Should You Care is a little game we like to play where each of us has a minute to try and convince the others to check out something we've been uh, viewing or watching or listening to recently. Uh, The trick or the little change up is if one of us has seen or heard it before, we can use our minute to convince the other two why they shouldn't check it out. Uh, Anyone want to go first? Uh, I I can go first. I think I have a. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. It's it's Triple B. He's outside my window. Once one second. Oh my god. Buster. No. Okay, I think Yeah, okay. I think he, I think he left. Um I'm so sorry about that, guys. Okay? You know, I He's fine, Samson. If you Anyway. So, I'm all frazzled now, but I'm going to start my minute now. Uh I'm I'm using my minute to convince you to to use to send letters, uh, to send more letters. I have I'm holding a letter in my hand actually that I got from uh, my friend Nora uh, because she she mailed me some poetry that she made for me as a part of a, a fundraiser. It was a very uh, wonderful and, and, and generous thing to do, uh, and you know it felt really good to get a letter and to open a letter. And you know the United States Postal Service they need our support. Um, and, and, and it, it, it's just, it's, it's a good thing to do. Send a letter, send a letter to your old family members. You know, the ones that are really dying to hear from you. You know, your, your great aunt Sal, who does she talk to? She doesn't talk to anybody. She could talk to you. And you know what? It's not even, it's not even that high maintenance. You send one letter every like month. Come on. It'll warm Aunt Sally's heart. A great aunt Sally, excuse me. Aunt Sally, we don't talk to her anymore. And that's a minute. Um, so, so the only complaint I have about that is just based on the current climate, like there's a lot of things that travel through the mail and you don't know how careful every person is being with their letters. So, oh, I'm sorry, Danny, have you ordered takeout? Yeah. And I've, I've watched my parents clean up the, the packages an insane amount. Wow. Okay. I've. Yet to do that, so yeah. carry on. I, I think I think if I'm going to do this, you just got to make sure you're very careful with how you're handling the letter and how people are receiving the letters and taking care of them. So as long as everyone's sterilizing it perfectly fine, I, I would send some letters. Yeah. Don't let the Postal Service die, Danny. No, they, they absolutely won't die. I will definitely send a ton of letters now. Only to Sean. Yep, just a shot. Yay! I like opening mail. It's been a little bit difficult because uh, Buster Baxter Banana has been doing inappropriate <laughs> things to my mailbox. <laughs> but <laughs> I, God, I don't even want to get into it. Yeah. Samson, do you want to go or should I? Um, You might want to go. I'm still trying to think. Cool. So I'm going to start in three, two, one. I'm going to be doing a movie challenge, and I want to convince you both to join in with me. Now, the challenge is I'm going to try and watch a movie that correlates with that day of the month. So if it's the 16th, I'm going to watch 16 Candles or something that has 16 in it. So I want to try and find a movie for every single date 
and watch it for an entire 31 day month. I think this is a cool way to sort of branch out, try some new movies you might not have heard of, go back to some old ones that you really enjoyed and wanted to watch again. I also think like correlating it with the date gives you a sense of time. So you learn what's going on, what day it is, (laughs) because I looked at the clock and realized it wasn't Saturday today. Um, so nope, I, th- I think <laughs> doing some type of movie challenge, especially one that like is the date. It's so simple to do. You just find a different movie or show that correlates with the day that you are spending. And it could be a fun way to pass the time and branch out your experiences. And mm. that is time. My one comment is that there might be a couple that are just literally impossible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking if it winds up being the case that I can't find one that has that specific number. It can have one of the two numbers in it. Mm. Would you, would you allow day of the week potentially if if that's no, because the days of the week are going to repeat for the month. Yeah. Okay. So that that's it. I I was just thinking about it as a movie challenge and I think it's going to be really fun. I'm not starting it now. I'm waiting until June so I can start from the first. Or I, I guess yeah. July, maybe, because I need 31 days. I don't know. Basically, we're halfway through May, and I can't start it right now. <laughs> yeah, it would be silly. It would yeah. just be silly. Yeah. So would you guys do this movie challenge with me? I'd probably be open to it. Yeah, I'd definitely give it a shot. Uh, uh, unless it ends up being, like, within if it's within the first 10 days, I had to watch, like, three, <laughs> uh, three plus just utterly terrible movies. Oh, there's going to be some bad ones. There's going to be some bad ones, but as long as they're spaced out a little bit, you know, yeah. like something like the first, that'll be easy. Even second, yeah. third, hmm, it's it's an interesting, I, I'd be willing to try it. Okay. Curious concept. Yeah. Samson, why don't you uh, hit us up with your why should you care? All right. Here we go. What are we going to talk about today? I'm not sure, <laughs> but I'm stalling while I look at my timer. All right, here's my timer. All right, what am I going to talk about today? <laughs> uh, okay, uh, here we go. Oh, you know what's really good all the time? Frosted flakes. I just love them. <laughs> Can't get enough. I bought two boxes at the grocery store this week. And I'm already halfway through my first box. I'm trying to pace myself so I don't get type 2 diabetes. But they're so goddamn good I can't stop eating them. That's me eating up all my Frosted Flakes. Oh, wow. What's that? Oat milk? Oat milk? Uh, Almond milk? (laughs) Regular 2% dairy milk? Ah, it's all good. Frosted Flakes taste good. Oh, what? You can pour straight-up vodka on the Frosted Flakes, too, and they also taste good? Yeah, you bet. (laughs) They make the vodka nice and sweet. It's like simple syrup, but without simple syrup. Oh, wow, Frosted Flakes. Eat them all up. Wow, okay, did I I sell you guys? No, I want you to name three more kinds of milk before I'm (laughs) sold. (laughs) Um, You mean milk? Milk? Did you hear me say milk on Milk in the frosted flakes. Milky. You know you could just buy cornflakes with our cheaper and buy, like, sugar and pour the sugar on the cornflakes. Oh, but they're not as oh. properly coated in sugar, oh, Danny. Well, well, you know, I could also walk over there and beat Samson to death with a baseball bat, but we're not doing bad ideas, are we? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I want frosted flakes now. So you did your job. 
Hell yeah. Dare I say, they're more than good. They're really good. <laughs> See what I did there? I was a little bit of a classic fake out. That's the that kind of humor you only out, get dude. from a down to the earth, salt of the earth podcast like Bored and Browsing. Bored and Browsing, the only podcast that does not support banana people. <laughs> What's your favorite cereal? Boy, that's hard. Cocoa Puffs or Frosted Flakes, it's it's hard. Mm. I'm not going to lie. For me, it's one of the like rice cereals, like Rice Krispies or, or Rice Checks. I can just – or Corn Ooh. Checks maybe. But they're kind of like – they're not as quite as bland as like just Bran Flakes or something like yeah. that. I can just I can just eat them forever because the sweet cereal, sometimes it just gets a little too sweet for me. But those kind of like – Man, I could eat a lot of uh, Rice Krispies. I used to be super into Special K. Like, with the strawberries. That was the my drug? favorite ketamine? thing. Yeah, the the drug. Oh, yeah, I know a couple people who do ketamine. Injected they, it they're right also, into my bloodstream. <laughs> they're also really into it. <laughs> yeah, I also like Cocoa Krispies. Mmm. Which yes. is, it's interesting because it, it's got the Rice Krispie taste, but also a little chocolatey aftertaste. It's 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 a fun time. Oh. We have fun. See, I'm more of just one of taking uh, raw macaroni noodles and putting those in a bowl of milk. Mm. Then you pop that in the microwave for 30 minutes, and then you've got—I <laughs> don't know—I I don't know what you got after that, but you got something that you can spoon into your mouth. So. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that's going to be it for us on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, boy. Danny, hurry up. We have to end it now. He's he's breaking in. He's breaking he's, out. Danny, he's breaking in. Hurry. So I thank you all so much back. for listening. My name is Danny. My name is Slamson. Oh, John. And this has been Bored and Browsing, and we'll catch you all next time. Bye. 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 Oh. Yeah.